Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Join me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Exciting times. As I mentioned before, I went on the air that you know your husband was a guest on here about a year ago or for 1883, and an amazing guy, like I mentioned. Yes, sir. Well, I hope you like me better than him now. <laughs> we all, we're competing. Hey, we're competing. That's right. Uh, first off, I want to say uh, congrats on your amazing career. You know, all the research I was doing, you've been busy wearing many hats in the industry, award winning. It's like, what's left on your bucket list? You have a, you've done so much voiceover, producing. Uh, what, what's left? You know, acting. Yeah, I hope kind of the next, my dream is to be on a Hallmark Christmas movie. So we're currently writing and producing a Hallmark Christmas movie. So I think that would like, that might be a bucket list item for me. I'm like, <laughs> because I watch it every year and I'm like, if anybody knows me, I'm obsessed with Christmas. I was like, that might be my my end-all be-all like the ultimate for me and there's so many opportunities between hallmark and uh what's that new one is it gax uh, gac yeah yes. it's like there's so and many stations Lifetime christmas and netflix right. i mean i'm just like a, truly addicted to christmas i celebrate it all year long so i think <laughs> that would be the ultimate for me there you go um so uh also i've noticed that you're one of the youngest emmy winning female producers in history how exciting yeah. is that so wild. I know Eric, I'm actually two years older than Eric. So he has me beat with youngest Emmy winning producer, but I can at least say youngest female Emmy winning producer. It was mm. amazing. I think our industry is so lucrative. So when Eric and I just were younger and kind of first, we were newly married, we were decided to be so much easier, not easier, but we would have a say in more if we started producing. Yeah. And nowadays you're seeing it a lot more, but this is back in 2012, 2013, um, that just to keep, you know, be able to pay our bills and to keep yeah. our hands in the industry. We're so in love with this world we're a part of that you just never know depending where you are. And especially me being a mom, if I was pregnant, if I can be on camera or not. Yeah. So it was so fun to kind of be in behind the scenes and now we're obsessed with it. I I'm, love producing and being behind the scenes too that's awesome now i gotta ask uh with all these awards i mean do you have like a special room dedicated with all this and do you have enough from now for more oh my down God. the road yes. if you see on eric and i's instagram that at sandy nelson um you'll see it's right above our pianos and we have like a little yeah. acrylic um so you'll see our tonys and our emmys there and then upstairs is just kind of covered in awards which is so cool it's so wild i mean i it, it's crazy sometimes that I look at, I feel like I got him like at a flea market and I've just put him up in my house just to pretend like I actually have them. So when you see our names on it, it's so cool. How often do you tell your young kids, don't touch that, don't touch that? Well, thank goodness they're one and three and they're above the piano. So they haven't quite got there yet, but pretty soon. We were just talking before we started rolling that our sons, it, it's the it's the boys I'm worried about. Right. I mean, knowing my little Mick, he'll watch free solo once and his, Fanny will be climbing the piano all the way to the award. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, before we jump into like your, your latest projects and like what made you get into the industry, especially with like, you know, you've done, like I said, you've done everything. You've done like producing, acting, voiceover. What made you get into it? 
It's so wild. I actually started when I was three and I told my parents that they wanted to be me to be in a show at this place called Cosmanana, which so wasn't true. She just told me it was a theater. So I went to college at University um, of Baldwin Wallace for musical theater from there, mm. got an agent and it kind of just spiraled from there. I was on a pilot called Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll with Dennis Leary. And he was that. really the one, yeah, that like started my idea of this voiceover career. He was like, you sound like a rug rat. You need to do this because he has such a big voiceover career. Um, so I really didn't know much about, especially the voiceover industry. And so that was so amazing to be able to kind of have Dennis get that idea in my head and then just fall into that world. Especially I, I giggle, I had a C-section with Molly Morgan and the day after my C-section, I was under the sink at the hospital recording. I was like, how cool <laughs> that we can do that with voiceover. I mean, I record up until the moment I have my babies mm -hmm. and during COVID, the only good thing that happened is we were able to keep going through mm -hmm. the entire pandemic. Um, because we all had our home studios. So it was really awesome to be able to like still keep up our world during. And you, and you mentioned like the whole COVID because I've had other voice actors that have come on too. It's like, it's like it changed the industry with COVID because now like you could work from home. If you have your own built little studio, you could wow. just record while, you know, your kids are in the other room or something and just send it in and if they want you to do it over. You just do it over. Oh my gosh. No, it's been amazing. I feel like I've become an engineer. I have like, I'm a, I tell every engineer they are unbelievable because now that we've gotten all a little taste of engineering kind of behind the scenes of voiceovers, mm -hmm. it is the hardest thing to do. So yes, we all like during COVID, I built myself, well, really Eric built me a studio and it's changed the game as I just go out there for, you know, 20 minutes to three hours and kind of hide and go to my job. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been crazy and so cool. What do you, what do you like, uh, what influenced you to get to the industry also? Like, uh, was there like a certain animation cartoon that you were watching growing up also, or like even just a TV show, movie? Totally. I actually wanted to be on SNL and I was obsessed okay. with that. Like Chris Farley, the love of my life, like mm. was the love. I always giggle. If he would have met me, he would still be alive because I, that's how much I loved him. So I, Molly Shannon, so I'd always do characters because this is back before they were doing like, not as much imitations, more like original characters. And yeah. so my mom said I would always, you know, make up these crazy characters and stories. So I think that's helped me really with the voiceover world is mm -hmm. a lot of time my characters are original characters. It's not, I'm not doing in, you know, imitation of somebody. Yeah. So I think because of that, I really was able to create this whole world of animation and all these different characters. I say, and I'm in on a show called Ridley Jones and I play an eagle and I got the description. All it said is like domineering, strong eagle. Mm. Well, I'm watching Real Housewives of New Jersey at the time. And I'm like, Caroline Manzo, you know, Teresa Judice, though that is strong. So I made her from New Jersey. And it, mm. that was the reason I booked it is they were like, how did you come up with a New Jersey eagle out of that description? I think it was mm. just living in the world I live in and what I'm watching, each thing kind of helps me develop a character. Oh, wow. How often do you like, uh, do you find yourself like driving everything and just practicing the voices to see if you come up with a new voice just in case you get a future job or? Shockingly, no. I feel no. like I do better under pressure. Okay. I think the fact when they're just, I was recording Spidey and Friends and I play multiple characters on that. And 
you just kind of find out right before you're about to go on. And mm. I think it's the pressure of, so if anyone knows in Zoom, you have all the little boxes. Well, some of the time it's like 20 boxes of producers wow. on top. So I think because of that, it's like some of the time it shocks me what comes out of my mouth. And I just pray to God I can do it the next time. Mm. So I think I was able to do it because my my children are one and three. What they watch, that helps me because I'm constantly listening to animation all day long. I mean, yeah. a lot of parents don't love TV. I'm obsessed with TV. I think because it's Eric and I's industry. Yeah. I love watching TV and our children are always watching different animations. So I think being able to find different voices and what works on other shows has helped me tremendously. Mm. Do you ever run your voices by Eric? See what he thinks? Oh my gosh, yeah. He's, <laughs> Do you drive him like, crazy? <laughs> oh, and he's my biggest critique too. And I'm his biggest critique. Mm. I'm always like, D I, or I'll come in and I'll just record an audition. I'm like, babe, you got to hear this. It's brilliant. It's so funny. You'll love it. And I'll play it for him and he doesn't laugh. And I'm like, well, guess I got to redo it. It guess it wasn't <laughs> as funny in my mind as I, as I thought it was. So we're both like so... Critic, I mean, because we love working together and we're mm. each other's biggest critic, which I think it should be because if anybody's going to be honest with me, it's going to be Eric right, and vice right, versa. Yeah. So it's so nice to be able to go to him and be like, oh gosh, that didn't quite work like I thought it would. Now, of all like the projects you have worked on, uh, what would you say is like your favorite and why? I think Gabby definitely has a special place in my heart just because I've been pregnant and have two children and mm. COVID hit. I mean, just such big monumental things in my life have happened during, I think we started recording in 2018, 2019. Mm. So I just think so much of my adulthood is seemed like it's happened during that show yeah. and becoming a mom and watching my children watch my show. I giggle anytime. I, I didn't even realize Molly Morgan, my three-year-old liked the show and we were at Seaside and she's in the pool and she goes up to a little seven-year-old and she goes, my mom's pillow cat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's using me as like a pickup line. She knows what to do. <laughs> that's that's awesome. been the fun part. So I think it'll always hold such a special place in my heart, that show. Hmm. You mentioned earlier that, you know, one of your goals is Hallmark movie and everything. But what about for animation? If you can get your hands on anything that's right now that's on the air that you would love to be on, what, what do you think it would be? I'd probably say Family Guy. Really? I'd love to do something because I live in such the the preschool audience okay it'd be kind of nice to get my hands dirty and like have a little raunchy and a, a fun yeah. I love the cast um yeah I think that would be like such a huge goal is to get on like a family guy for me has there ever been an opportunity and everything to like try out for that no for not no. yet I think really the voiceover industry is still fairly new to me I'm I'm yeah. kind of one of the new kids on the block okay. so it's been nice to come in strong because we always say somebody needs to die out of the industry for somebody yeah. new to come in because you do it for years and years and years and your voice doesn't age so it's been so nice to kind of be one of the new dogs I feel like Tara Strong and all these big names have welcomed me with open arms and we've become it's such a small industry people that are consistently working in the voiceover world yeah so it's been so nice. So I really still feel like I am one of the new dogs, but we are, mm. we're almost, I mean, it's been okay. so nice to just make a full career out of it and it be my true living. Have you had a chance to do any like comic cons or anything like that for uh, doing voiceover? Cause a lot of the voiceover art, they go on that. Oh my God. It's so much fun. I actually was doing it all the time 
before COVID. And then COVID hit. And I was, I think my last Comic-Con, I was like 20 weeks pregnant with Molly Morgan. Mm. And then the world shut down. So I need to get back in because it is so much fun meeting everybody. And I feel like I get to know other voiceover actors and yeah. the fans and are incredible. So I need to get kind of back in the game of doing that again. I was having so much fun. I did I think about like 10 right in a couple of months span of starting it. And then the world, you know, stops. <laughs> and especially the more and more you get on your resume, you're going to be getting asked a lot more to do these shows. Totally. And it, what's wild is so much is not on my IMDb that I'm like not allowed to share yet because yeah. with voiceover, a lot of things are two years out. Unless right. you're already on a show like Gabby, we've done a pretty quick turnaround now, mm. but a lot of stuff I, I literally I'm having to like, keep hush hush so that's the craziest thing is like knowing i've had these secrets yeah for years most of the time and then finally being able to announce so it's like so many things that i have in my back pocket that i'm just not allowed to share quite yet <laughs> i feel like 1883 like i knew about 1883 oh my gosh for like six months before yeah. we could actually announce it wow so uh, speaking of now gabby's dollhouse and everything uh first of all how does it feel to be like the number one animated show on netflix it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. No, especially with animation because yeah. kids are a tough audience. They love what they mm. love. And for each season to come back, kind of being the number one on Netflix is crazy. I mean, it is so yeah. cool. And Tracy and Jennifer, who created the show, are geniuses. They were creator Blue's Clues. They just yeah. have found this niche and know what kids love. And our directors, Katie, and behind the scenes, and Mar I mean, every the animators, it's they're just a dream team and they're so involved and we really do feel like a big family. I, I don't know. I've been asked this before. It's a lot of time. A lot of voiceover actors don't know the other actors, yeah. but they've been so amazing, especially because we started right before COVID It's getting us all together and celebrating the show. So we truly are a big family. How did you, how are you now approached for uh, for this series? Do you, do you remember your audition for this? Oh yeah. I think I Yes, I think I do. Like, remember, I, I, my pro, I remember getting it and I saw Tracy and Jennifer and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be huge because they just have that ticket. They have the golden ticket when they know how to make great hits. Mm. And I got for Pillow Cat and I was like, oh my gosh, how great. Cause I always thought of myself of like a cakey or something like eccentric. And I was like, this yeah. is a little bit more opposite. And I think at the time we didn't know if it was going to be a girl or a boy. Mm. It was just kind of, it was just pillow cat. So I was like, I'm going to do this voice, this kind of mixed voice where you really don't know if it's a boy or a girl and a little sleepy, a little raspy. And that was it. I got the phone call and it was like, things just happened so fast with the show. Mm. And we were singing. I mean, that was a part of the audition is we all had to submit songs. Okay. And I don't remember if I had to learn a song I don't think I had to learn a song for a show because some of the time they'll send us a certain song that we'd sing for them. But I think I just had to sing my own song song and character. And it was getting that phone call was a great day. Yeah. We mentioned we both have kids and everything. Now, do your kids love the show? And do they actually know that you're voicing public care? Yes. So they Molly Morgan's obsessed now. Okay. For a little while, I think it was just a little too old for her because she just turned three. But now she's obsessed and she tells everybody her mom's pillow cat. Like I said, they that is like her pickup line, her friend mm -hmm. line. She tells everybody. Um, and all oh my cousin, I was just at my cousin's birthday party and her daughter had a, a sweet Annie 
had a Gabby's Dollhouse party. So I got to sing yeah. as Pillow Cat to that's my awesome. niece. And that is so cool. Like, oh gosh, that's the special part. Um, Mick, I'm on Spidey and Friends and he's my little one-year-old. So I think he's really going to be digging. He mm. loves Spider-Man and like anything that's like rough and tumble, my Mick man likes. So I think he's really going to be like, I was glad when I booked that because I was like, okay, my Mick now has some shows. How does it feel now that you actually see toys that you're voicing? And because look at this, I I had this. Here you go. We got pillow. Yes. Pillow cat right here. I, I oh took it for my, my daughter this morning just gosh. to say I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this on the air. Oh no! It that is the coolest. I think especially it was so awesome. On pillow cat was sold out on Amazon for like months at a time, being like number one bestseller. It's crazy. I mean, it's just the coolest thing in the whole world. And to go to Target with my kids and have right. entire aisles of our show, right? it's a dream. It really is. And I have a whole collection, I bet you can't see behind me, but of all the toys. And I actually was able, Jeff Lewis was trying to, um, had to pay like three times the price this past Christmas wow. for his daughter for our dollhouse because it was just yeah. sold out everywhere. So yeah, being, it, was, it was hard to find things before Oh Christmas. my gosh, it was crazy. So- Kids are just loving it and boys and girls. It's not just a girly show. So that's yeah. the neat part is I see just as many little boy fans as I do girl fans. And now you just finished recording a new season that's coming out soon? Yes. So, and I actually just recorded the next season oh, um, wow. yesterday. So I think we come out to the new season March 20th. Wow. And and so how, think, how, how many months apart is are the seasons? Are they doing? Oh gosh, I think it's been like, four months, three months. Okay. So what's so wild is we record, y'all see like segments of what we record. So okay. technically like we're recording our season four, but season seven is coming out on Netflix. Mm. So it's so we record like so many episodes and then they break it up to make the seasons on Netflix. So um, what's your favorite thing about Pillowcat? Oh, I love the storytelling. I just think it's so sweet. And I think it makes kids like focus. I think so much of the time, some of like my favorite thing as a parent is to read a book to my child. Hmm. And that's kind of Pillow Cat's MO is kind of reading a book to the children and to Gabby and the characters. So I think the imagination and the storytelling in Pillow Cat is probably definitely my favorite. Awesome. So now uh, what's next for you now? Like any other, pro I know what I see something about Will Rogers. You're going to be working on yeah. something like that. So we got Tell the us. rights to the Will Rogers story. So that will be amazing. I have, I'm still recording Gabby, recording Loud House, recording Spidey and Friends, um, about to sell the Hallmark Christmas movie. And then yeah. Eric and I are probably coming out with a podcast. So that'll be fun. So you'll get, you, we're, Eric and I are just loving working together and kind of, being together as a family so that will be mm. so much fun so we have a lot of great things coming out and always stay up to date on from That's our great. instagram is kind of how about a, how about an animation between you and eric have you guys thought about that too oh he wants to do one so bad so mm. i need to i always tell gabby's dollhouse too i'm like a molly morgan almost had a role and mm. they had she was a little too young they said so I think you'll probably hear all of the Nelsons at some point on Gabby's Dollhouse, too, which is so <laughs> that's fun. A, that's awesome. Safety, lastly, now, how can the listeners of viewers uh, find you on social media to keep up with you with pretty much every project you got going on? Yes, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Sainty Nelson, Nelson with an E. And um, I'm really good about responding to DMs and kind of keeping everybody up to date. And especially Eric, Eric Nelson, um, official. 
So you can find our whole family kind of on the two of those accounts. It's amazing. So, Tia, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes today. This was great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Go Pelicans! That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast and our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.